Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. What is cuffing season? And if you're not getting a whole lot of party invitations, we got 10 reasons why. It is Wednesday, the 6th of November of 2019. We're Jeff and Jen, and here we go. It's your news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. Let's talk about parties here for a second. The worst thing you can do at a party is show up sick. Everyone is going to be annoyed with you for it, especially if they get sick a week Mm -hmm. later. They're going to blame you. Yep. That is the number one terrible thing you can do at a party is to show up if you're feeling sick. Yeah. You're not doing anyone any favors. Nope. And then you're double dipping your chips. Yes. And it's considered very selfish. Yes. And you're sneezing and coughing and that's just in the air. So that's the number one thing. Uh, The second type of thing is asking for a food or a type of drink that isn't already out. Oh, great. (laughs) You're going to be that party goer. I'm trying to think of what what could be requested. That isn't already out. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe some weird beer you drink or something. Or maybe they, you know, don't like they don't have the right kind of mixer. You're like, oh, I was hoping I could mix that with a diet. Or not the right kind of wine. Or yeah. Where's the red? Really? We're out of red. (laughs) Uh, Being the last one to leave. Don't be the last one to leave. If it looks like you're going to be the last one to leave. Run out the door. Yes. (laughs) Where's the bell on that? Ding, ding, ding. Don't be the last one to leave. I always have to tell my boyfriend, shut it down. It is time to shut it down, dude. Some people, Fritch, lose all time measurement when they get feeling good. Yes. I'm familiar with that. You have one, too. I do. We should put them together at the party. (laughs) They never leave. And you and I. (laughs) Two weeks later. Have you ever gone to bed and just left them there? Yes, I've left them at the bar before. Oh, yeah, me too. Like when you're kind of standing in the entryway and they're, you know, they're, they're kind of moving a lead, but they're not, and they're still talking. And I'm like, do you realize you're the only people here? Yeah. And then they open another drink and you're I'm like, cleaning the kitchen. Can't you get the clue? Well, they feel like they are your best friend. They are. Out of everybody that was there at the party, they are the ones that are closest to you. They are the ones that are hanging there the longest. They're the ones that want to spend time with you. They love you more than anybody else. But if you were really my best friend and you really loved me. You would let me go to bed. (laughs) I go to bed on them. Is that rude? Like, I like having the party at our house because I'm like, I'm going to bed. I almost I think that makes them feel more comfortable to hang you, out at your that's house. that's fine, right, because right. now I'm doing what I want, which is sleep. Uh, yeah, no, just go ahead. You go to bed. Yeah, bring your We're just going to hang out here and watch your Netflix. Yep. Bye. Uh, number four, getting too drunk, obviously. Uh, number five, showing up early. Number six, being on your phone all night. Number seven, talking about politics. Number eight, unless that's what everybody's into. Uh, number eight, showing up without RSVPing. Number nine, spilling something. <laughs> and number 10, if it's a potluck, not bringing not a contribution. Bringing yeah. Uh, the survey also looked at the most annoying things that the host of a party can do. Top 10 include forcing people to mingle. Come on, mingle. <laughs> That's the worst, too. <laughs> Yeah. Come over here. I want you to meet these people. Forced socialization is one of my favorites. Or, or, 
I know you guys are going to just be the best friends. Oh, the two of you. <laughs> you guys are just going to be awesome. You're going to love each other. Then, yes. then you like the four then of you just have nothing. looking at each other going, uh, Tim, you like to talk. Go talk to Jeff. <laughs> so what do you do? Oh, okay. You're in real estate too. Yeah. <laughs> Those, those underwriters, they're crazy. <laughs> You're just... I'm going to go get a drink. Yeah. Hey, you want to go to the bar? Yep. That's how uh... we leave each other. Cleaning during the party, getting drunk, rushing people out the door, and not playing music. I used to have parties all the time. I could not tell you the last time I had a party at my house. Like an adult party. Been you have forever. parties for Jacob all the time, don't you? Yeah, for Jacob. But yeah, not. A, I'm having one this Saturday. But not but not grown-up parties. Well, when I move, I will. Parties are super expensive, and they require a lot of work and a it lot of hours. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery House and I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Work. Yeah, if you're the person in your friend group who's always the one making plans and hosting parties, it could be costing you a lot of money because the average party has about 12 guests. 12? So, yep. Takes about ten hours. We're talking average. I know some, you know, some more, some less, but the average party, normal parties, middle of the road parties, twelve guests, takes about ten hours of work and costs at least two hundred dollars to put on. Yeah, see, I ain't got time for that because there's uh, <laughs> two hours, five minutes of planning. There's two hours of shopping, two hours and four minutes to set up, two hours, seven minutes of cooking, and two hours to clean everything up. The average party costs just under $200. That's $67 on alcohol, $71 on food, $60 on decorations you'll never use again. Obviously, if friends pitch in or bring stuff, then not all of it falls on one person. But the survey did find that when you tell people to BYOB, they only, don't. only 45% actually bring yeah. any kind of alcohol. And they're the only ones that should be invited to the next one. Yeah. <laughs> this is what happens. I, this, maybe this is what happened is I've weeded it down. That I used to have all of these big parties, and then, you know, someone would come that would be sick, so they're off the list for next time. Right. <laughs> and then someone yeah. would come, and they wouldn't bring something, and it's a pot. Yeah. Okay, they're off for the... And I just got to the point where there's nobody left. There you go. We used to have these friends that would always volunteer to have the party at their house. We'll provide the drinks, and we'll just bring... Everyone bring this. And she'd send out these vast emails of, mm-hmm. okay, well, Jenny's going to bring the, the, the mac and cheese, and then so-and-so's <laughs> going to bring the burgers, and we'll have the grill about. And it. we would get to their house, and there would be a two-liter of Orange Crush, some ice on a card table. Oh, Ugh. that's the worst. And everyone brought all the food. And I was like, it, be, it became a thing, and we are like, we're not no. going to Elaine's house because... 
this is just their way of getting free food. <laughs> I love it. I love hosting the party at our house. Like we had, that's one of the reasons why I love that we live in a bigger home now because like the house we lived at before didn't have anywhere to park the, it was kind of like choppy and like there wasn't an openish floor plan where mm-hmm. everybody could hang. And I love it. I could put my kid down to bed and hang out with our people. I can clean up when I want. Yo, you, mm-hmm. you mean having a year house versus house. a yeah. Yeah. If, if you're going to have a party. Yeah. And yeah. I like preparing the food. You know, I would prefer for you to BYOB and let me just put the meatballs in the crock pot, baby, because it's time. Well, mm-hmm. you do have that Ohio State Fair parking lot yes, in your yard. Exactly. Which is nice, that's so what I'm saying. That helps. It's nice. Yeah. yeah it's a good thing. <laughs> uh, that's it. From now on, it's at her house. Yeah. Plus, I can go to bed whenever I want. And I you guys can stay up with Scott and Chris until 4 a.m. It'll be fine. We're just going to crash there. <laughs> We're just going to stay. Yeah. bring it. I got room. I love I it. plenty of room for people she to does. sleep. She has rooms that she's not even doing anything with. Yeah. They're just sitting there. There you go. <laughs> I'll move the ball pit and the tent. It's like, this is a big room, but there's nothing in it. What is yeah. it? Yeah. I'm working on that. Uh, let's see. Right now, apparently, guys, we're in something called... Cuffing season. Cuffing season is when single people settle into these like temporary relationships to get themselves through the winter. <laughs> somebody keep them warm in the winter. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody keep warm during the winter time, the holidays maybe. Just somebody to you know have through the holidays. But these relationships rarely survive past the spring, and that may be. The intention for some match.com found the best and worst cities for finding someone to basically cuff with this winter. Not sure that the proper is the proper use of the word cuff, but since it's made up, I guess it doesn't matter. Well, you are kind of cuffing yourself. I mean, temporarily keeping the key in your pocket. Mm -hmm. Uh, Supposedly the best city to find a temporary relationship this winter isn't that far away. In Indianapolis. Huh. How about that? People into the short-term things there. Yeah. Columbus is also in the top 10. The worst city for cuffing is El Paso, Texas. I guess, like, you're either on or you're off in El Paso. No middle ground. No. Same thing in D.C., Fort Worth, New York City, and Dallas. Have you guys ever just stuck with somebody through the holidays just because it was the holidays? No. No. I did. I When I was in like my first, like we dated in high school and into college a little bit. And then we broke up in like mid-January. And I genuinely think it was because of the holiday. It was before Valentine's Day. Right. But after New Year's. Yeah. Yeah, for my birthday, I gave myself single because I just didn't want to get sucked into the family holidays. And yeah. Didn't want to do that again. No. I don't I want to go around not your with mom this person, again. <laughs> pretty much. So that is cuffing season. Yeah. And this is interesting since we're on the topic of relationships. A new study out of the University of Rochester in New York found that when you're, quote, sexual system is activated your sexual system your sexual system yeah once that's activated we will immediately start telling lies to improve our chances of getting it on (laughs) 
and our so-called sexual system gets activated early in the process. When you meet someone and your brain thinks, hey. hey. <laughs> that might be an okay th- experience. I could totally, maybe, uh, uh, yeah, I'd like maybe to. Maybe I want to. Hmm. Now, at your height, let's say, of having that reaction yeah. to women, how often would you have that reaction? Would it be in every single room that you walked into, there would be at least one woman that would make you go, oh, yeah, I could do that. <laughs> oh, yeah, that one over there, sure. Yes. <laughs> Pretty much everywhere you went and every, yeah, not every crowd, not everyone, but everywhere. There was always a promising candidate. Do you think that would be worthy you would scope, that you would you'd scope out the entire room and, and evaluate all of them and then just pick the, the pick of the litter? It, it happened so much faster than it took the time for you to say that. But yes, really? yeah, it's so fast. Yeah, it's like, it, it literally is like 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 looking through the eyes of the Terminator. Just there it is. Quick scan. All right. Got it. Aren't you the same way, Jen? No. Oh, I don't know. Not really. I just don't. I just don't notice. It's very rare. It's very rare that I meet somebody that makes me go, oh, yeah, I could. Yeah, that. Wow. It's just, yeah, there's just not a ton. There's not a ton that do it for me in the real world. (laughs) So once that kicks in, that's when the lying starts and people begin to embellish or conform or do whatever they think they need to do. Bend their attitudes mm-hmm. regarding certain topics and sometimes just outright lie. This is so funny that this is being brought up because I went to see Mean Girls last night. It's the musical. Oh, I love musicals. That's I know you do. <laughs> that's down at the Aronoff Center. But this is like one of the themes that happens in Mean Girls is this. She dumps herself down when it comes to like performing in math because she wants the guy to like help her out and tutor her. And she's like a genius math kid. Yeah. Yeah. It's just funny that the, like that you don't even, I think, realize that you're doing it, but you're like, yes, I need help. Oh, I turn into, if I ever, when I do meet those people, oh, I'm an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. I don't do well in that game at all. Even though you're smarter than them, you still will like, Queen of awkward. Down. I'll do something dumb. I'll do that. Not necessarily dumb myself down, but say something that j- just weird. Hmm. <laughs> just awkward and uncomfortable and just yeah. goofy. Now, on the bright side, not everyone will tell lies. You know. Oh, yeah. I am totally into vegetarianism or whatever. It's just so not in your character. Sometimes. They won't tell a huge lie. Sometimes they'll just find find ways to emphasize different parts of how they see themselves, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, uh, with musicals, for instance, uh, <laughs> you know, as a, as a general rule, I don't like musicals, but I've seen one that I can think of off the top of my head. Book of Mormon was excellent. It was really good. That was funny. Yeah. So, when the topic be, of musicals so, came out, she says, yeah. I love musicals. I'm like, uh, Book of Mormon was fantastic. Yeah. So you'll find me. one reference point. I'll find some where way where we connect. Yeah. Yeah. On like that. my boyfriend's like, oh, it'll be so much fun if the family could go camping. And I'm like, yeah, 
I went camping once. <laughs> it was great. Right, exactly. You get it. Yeah, let's do yeah. that next year. Let's yeah. go camping as a family. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but because, you know, I'm, I want to, you know, act like I'm into it because of right. him. I do it all the time. She says, uh, yeah, I'm really into rock climbing. I'd be like, yeah, I took a nature walk once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, went to, I went to the nature park right. last week. Yeah. Isn't that funny, though, that we do that? Oh, just human behavior, man. Because I well, want to like crave. we yeah. it's It's that connection, you know? We just crave it. Especially when the sexual system, the so-called sexual system is activated. It is 742 with Jeff and Jen at Cincinnati's Q102. We got a lot of people listening in our car. I believe, I forget what the breakdown was, but the majority of people who are listening to Q102 right now are in the car. Mm-hmm. Half of people now say their commute is stressful. That may surprise you. You may think that everyone thinks their commute is stressful, but the numbers have not always been that high. I am always amazed at the people that I meet that have a three-minute commute. I cannot imagine living that close to work. I mean, you two dudes do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's just, I just... Think about the extra time we get to spend in bed. Right. The days I don't go to Orange Theory, you are getting in your car and I'm still laying in bed. Right. That's crazy. My commute is actually six minutes. And I find myself bitching about how long it takes me to get into work. Oh my Seriously. God. I'm like, oh, great. Another red light. Seriously. I mean, your car doesn't even heat up in the winter and you're already no, at work. It doesn't. No. But I got a garage, so it's okay. But it's just funny how 45% say their commute is too long. And it doesn't even matter necessarily where they live. I will say this, though. The average person, if you were to break it down, the average person is commuting 48 minutes a day. That would be to and from, Mm -hmm. which adds up to 240 minutes per week or four hours. That works out to about 190 hours per year or almost eight entire days. Wow. And, you know, we had an engineer who worked here for us that lived just outside Indianapolis. He would commute daily. I can't even imagine. From uh, eastern Indianapolis to here. We have a production director who works here who lives in Dayton, which, I mean, I know it's not that far away, but to me, that's a a commitment. Well, there's Janet that works back in the financial department. She lives about 15 minutes past me. Like out in Okeana, I think it's called, or mm-hmm. something like that. Wow. And, and then like, who did we talk to recently? Did we run into someone oh, it was recently? The best friend person, wasn't it? Yeah, it was one of our best friend game contestants yes. that. Or no, didn't they live in Dayton and go and drive to Kentucky? No, every it was, oh, he lives way down there. No, it he? wasn't a best friend person. It was the. Um, the people that won the bosom ball oh, yep. in studio auction. Right. His name was Richard, I believe, and he um, lives in. I think it was Union, and drives to Indiana like an hour plus every day. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, and I, he drives back home at night. I'm like, I'd be having a little Airbnb experience yeah. personally. Yeah. I remember reading years ago that if you want to make your drive home less stressful, you're supposed to take like an alternative route. Like instead of getting on the interstate, take the back roads sort right. of thing. And that's supposed to like be less stressful every once in a while. I that's that. cool. 
But I don't know. It's too much stop and go. Get me home. But the guy you're talking about with the long commute, for, for some reason, I remember him being from Walton. I thought it was Walton, but maybe it was Union. But yeah, driving to Indiana every day. And I just happened to run into him on a flight. I was coming back from Seattle. We connected through Minneapolis. And it occurred to me that our flight from Minneapolis to Cincinnati was shorter than that dude's commute one way. Oh, yeah, you're right. I don't know how you sustain that for, you know, do it well, for a year, do it for, you know. Yeah. You got to love what you do. Yep. You got to really enjoy, you know, find and entertainment you to take with live. you. Yep. And, and, the, and you got to be a super chill person. And like think. someone like Jim Blummel, he he likes like the downtime. You know what I mean? When he's in the car, like after he's been like creatively crazy all day, leaving here and driving home, he's like, I like the, I like the downtime. Yeah, I do remember there was a time when Jen used to say with her long commute from here to Mason every day, I how needed much it you to prepare. Yeah, you needed that. When things were really rough in my house, yeah. <clears throat> then yeah, I would need, because it was a complete shift in what I did here and what I did there. And the shift was so incredibly dramatic that if I would have only had five minutes to make that shift, things would have not gone well. Yeah. And so I needed I needed that that time. Is that kind of this a sort of like your situation, Fritch? Yeah. I mean kind of. I don't do you appreciate that downtime in the car when you leave here? No, I I don't like the downtime in the car. I like my own bed meditation time. Like in my own room, right. the car to me is not a place for self therapy. No, laying and being on my own at home is. One thing Fritchie did say that you know I thought was kind of cool was when you talked about how the four hours we spend here every morning mm-hmm. is like that's your fun time <laughs> not yeah. not that the rest of your life isn't fun no but it is like that's like the my adulting time is when i get to hang out with you guys yeah you know because i don't have a, like a ton of free time to hang out with my actual friends in addition to you, you know right I mean? friends <laughs> yeah. you guys are my real friends but i mean i spend the most time with you guys mm-hmm. but it's like i don't have a lot of time to adult connect when i'm home outside of scott and my mom like a lot of parents so it's mm-hmm. like listening to you guys and hanging out with you guys and sharing our personal experience for me is like one way that i can actually adult that's cool yeah and I hope everybody else feels that way, too, sometimes. Yes, we know? try and to make this as, as fun as possible for you every morning. Yeah, and that's what I told Jeff. I was like, when I was on maternity leave, and I would have the option, like, sometimes to go to Kroger by myself, I would listen and be like, I miss my friends. I want to go hang out with my friends. You know, like, when I would listen to you guys in the car. I was like, I love those guys. I promise. I'm just, I'm not just saying this just to say it. Like, I genuinely mean it. Well, we're glad you're back. Yeah, thanks. It's been like a year and a half. (laughs) Thanks for having me. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.